just trial and error, finding out it's it's goes back to you know science, the scientific method. That creativity is just figuring out what does and doesn't work for you, and adapting as you go along to make it work perfectly or imperfectly perfect for you. Welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby, and on this episode, we have a little special episode here. We got. The brothers from EATB Podcast. How y'all doing this fine evening? Killing it. Doing great. We're good. Good. Glad to be here. This is the first uh, episode of Run the Layers. There'll be multiple people, more than two people on here. So, but it's a very unique situation. Everyone and their brother where, you know, it's that family dinner table experience. You've heard of it. You've probably seen the ads, the billboards and all that. Uh, but we're really going to get into the guys as individuals here, as well as a team. So this podcast is being about creativity, and this podcast that I do with you gentlemen is an extension of that creativity. And I want to start with you guys here. So when you think of creativity, what what do you consider creative? What, what do you think of the creativity? And how are you using it in your life? Uh, so, am, am I first? Am I first? We didn't. We didn't figure yeah, this you, out. There, there's many of us. Go for it. Uh, so, I I think uh, two things. Uh, one thing is uh, sort of being uh, unabashedly yourself uh, and not really conforming to uh, what people expect you to be or what other like preconceived notions of you might be uh is just being doing you uh however you feel like doing you uh and and part of that is is uh they say comedy is all about like subverting expectations uh i think i think creativity is in in the same way about like you know doing doing the unexpected sometimes um and so i i in my daily practice am a math grad student trying to be a math professor um and i think a lot of people have this this very um particular picture of what a a math professor looks like what a mathematician looks like what a a grad student looks like um and maybe visually and none of them look like waluigi (laughs) and and maybe (laughs) maybe the mustache and huge huge glasses does fit lots of those things uh, but I, I think anytime I'm like teaching or doing homework and things, I, I, my, my attitude towards it all is, is, is very different, very, um, lighthearted towards, towards a lot of these things where, where, um, I don't really ever want to fall into the, the rut of what you would expect me to be as, as a mathematician, as a, as an instructor. Um, and I think just being, being me and doing things my way is is kind of uh, uh, how how that creativity manifests. Yeah, I was going to say something similar to what Will said. Um, I think it's mostly how I look at creativity. It's just finding what you want to do and taking the path that you best see fit to do that. Like he said, you know, playing by your own rules. Um, you know, creativity, it doesn't have to be something artsy. It doesn't have to be graphic design. You can be creative in math or in coding or something. If you talk to people that code, um, there's like a million different ways you can structure your 
code into like performing the tasks that you want to do and everybody has their own little niche for you know how they prefer the syntax to look or whatever it is so i think that's how i look at it. it's just there's no there doesn't have to be structure to really anything you find out you know what what works best for me to do what i want to do it might be you know, uh, you're coming up with a solution or it could be something, you know, that you traditionally think of as creative of you know, an art project. OK, what do I have to do to get to that point where I want to go and how am I going to do it where it's my thing? Um, so I do that a lot, you know, just on a daily basis with projects at home. You know, I don't I, you know, I like to cook a lot. So when I cook, you know, the best cooks, you don't follow the structured recipe. You know, you just know how it goes. I know I, I like things a little just a touch of extra salt. So I do that in my recipes, um, cooking, you know, projects, I'm, you know, making some arts and crafts out in the garage or something, whatever it is, you know, just trial and error, finding out it's, it's goes back to, you know, science, the scientific method that creativity is just figuring out what does and doesn't work for you and adapting as you go along to make it work perfectly or imperfectly perfect for you. Oh, nice. Nice. Mm. Now, TJ, You've been on the pod before, I have. so, you know, has your definition of creativity changed? You know, in ways, I think that there's, the way I see the world, even now, you know, two seasons of Run the Layers Later, uh, is just like, it's grown. I, it maybe hasn't changed so much as I've delved deeper into things and kind of a have a more of a cool understanding of, the world as I've observed more of it. I think the big thing with creativity is that it's the way that you think, your thought processes that make you you. You know, you talk about creative problem solving solutions, that can be in literally anything. There's creativity in how you wake up in the morning. There's creativity in how you go to bed. There's creativity in just how you present yourself to the world. And I think that that gets to the essence of who you are and how you present yourself to yourself and to the world. And that, to me, is what I think is so special about creativity, because we are all creations and we are therefore are all creative, um, whether you think you are or not. If you think you're not creative, you're wrong. Um, I use creativity in every facet of my life, whether I think I do or not. But the place that I choose to focus on it the most is in uh, writing and creative uh, outlooks, outlets like uh, podcasts and YouTube channels. And um, that's that's where I have the most fun. But I also love making lists and, and charts and drawing and stuff. Um, those are what takes up most of my time. But I also get creative with, you know, music. And I, I think that all of those things, while they may have been true of myself, you know, in season one, TJ, I think that who I am now, you know, is appreciates it more. And mm. it's it's nice to be back here to talk about that and share that. Nice. Nice. So moving on to our second batch of questions. And so what are you guys' favorite creations that you've done? And what are your favorite creations by other people? Mm, okay. So I don't know if you want me to get more specific than the podcast, everyone and their brother. So I will. Um, 
so I I have been thinking a lot lately about the episode. My roommate and I have been have been talking about uh, like comparing pizza at different restaurants, comparing uh, sesame chicken at different restaurants, comparing various things at various restaurants. Uh, one of the most fun podcasts we did was when we drove around town uh, and got the french fries at every single restaurant we could starch and, and put it in the tournament with the perfect name starch madness um starch madness is is one of my favorites uh that that we've ever done i will give uh, a second answer just um as an example of how this creative outlet some sometimes extends to the math world uh so i i um help organize this this seminar uh, every every couple weeks uh, during the school year, um, and it's and it's mostly for um, undergrad students who haven't had a lot of uh, experience doing research. They get a chance to to give a talk on um, some some math thing they think is cool, uh, and it's usually a lot of uh, uh, their first time giving a talk, their first experience doing something like this. Um, and there was one week we, we didn't have a speaker to speak. Uh, so I, I put together a talk, um, and I somehow managed to combine two of my great loves into one talk being math and the TV show survivor. Uh, and I, I talked about the, the abstract math behind this one puzzle they had on, on survivor once, uh, it was, it was pretty fun. Um, favorite creation by someone else uh there are so many like weird youtube videos i could come up with or or um comedy tv shows i've loved uh i think i i think i'll go with this there's this one youtube series um that i i loved it because it, it totally um flipped the expectations of of what i thought it was going to be uh so so one of my favorite YouTube creators, Brian David Gilbert. Uh, the reason I have this mustache because I dressed up as him for Halloween once. Mm-hmm. Um, there was it, this series came out in like 2016, 17 ish. It's it's about five years old. Um, it's this YouTube series called Dances Moving, uh, and there are there are seven pretty short videos to them. Um, so it, it kind of starts as this thing where. He's like teaching this dance class and sort of there's a different song every episode and a different dance step he's teaching. Um, And it, and it starts as this just silly, funny dance class thing. Uh, But then it turns into, Oh, he's also singing about moving from his hometown to New York city. Uh, So it's about the dances and it's also about the moving. uh, And it's also, emotionally moving by the end of this all it's it's very good i i highly recommend the whole watch is is maybe half an hour it's it's like seven videos that are all about three four minutes uh so dance is moving on youtube i'm i'm a big fan i love it so for me my favorite thing that i do uh creatively and like i said it's not your traditional artsy creative thing but i love sports and i also love data so fantasy sports are right up my alley i love just i'm a weirdo love looking at the numbers love identifying trends especially with something like that interests me such as sports so i have um created my own 
fantasy football trade machine um, and looking at different values uh, from different resources and uh, kind of creating my own value structure for what the what the best player in the league, you know, how many if you gave it a, a arbitrary amount of points, what the best player in the league is worth compared to the 20th best player. And then using um, rankings from different resources so that's not, you know, my biased opinion, it's not my favorite source's biased opinion. It is a, you know, an amalgamation of everybody so that the consensus can come to a better conclusion and then, you know, weight things differently. Like, yeah, if I want to be a little bit biased, um, I weight a certain person's opinion more. I move people up and down arbitrarily myself. And it inspired me to like actually finally learn a little bit of coding um, and how to do some other things so it could make my life easier. I identified a you know a problem that I had and you know came up with a solution. The solution was to learn how to code just a little bit because it's very confusing to me and it's hard for me to learn a new language. Um, but I enjoy, you know, tweaking that and doing that and spending way too much time on fantasy football than I should. Mm. Um, but that's that's one of the things I mean, it combines two of the things I love most. And so I wanted to you know, find a way to get a little more in depth to it and kind of bring make some some worth out of my passion. But the the piece of creativity of someone else's that I want to talk about, yeah, I could have content recommendations mm -hmm. for days you know i i am a big <laughs> lover of tv i consume a lot of i have a lot of minutes consumed as far as podcasts and music both go on spotify throughout the year like i just consume a lot so i could give content recommendations but i don't really want to do that hey i got an annoying dog that really wants some attention i don't know if y'all can hear that um but the one thing i wanted to talk about was something that will actually does and i do it with him um, but we both grew up big fans of Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> and so we we have always loved parody songs. And for a Survivor podcast that William and I are both very interested in, they used to have a contest where um, people would submit their uh, favorite parody songs. They would make a parody song about something that happened that week. And I, I've done okay myself. I've enjoyed the ones, the creations that I've made. But Will, he he goes above and beyond for all of these uh parody songs that he makes that are incredibly niche and uh i just seeing him you know get so fun and passionate about it we collaborate on what the lyrics should be together and come up with like the best thing that we think is the funniest and also makes the most uh lyrical sense rhythmically and all that um so seeing him and he's been very successful at it um he he was a frequent winner of this contest every week and uh, was mm -hmm. almost always in the top five frequent. due to his level. His level of, the frequency uh, is two. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I won twice. But he, he, was, he won twice because it's but a I, participation award kind of thing. People like to spread the love, but he was consistently always in the top five and in consideration due to his just very good level of production value and you know he's he didn't have any sort of background in audio engineering or anything he just you know there was something that was fun to him and he figured out how he could do it his way and do it a fun way and do it great and he he slowly learned over time you know how to better his creative process and it's been fun to see him grow doing that and something that he loves he also used those skills to make a Phineas and Ferb uh, parody theme song for his Phineas and Ferb podcast that he does. Just all around good stuff from Davis, Will. 
Well, thank Indeed. you. So the I don't e know that I've yeah, been anyone's so... favorite anything before. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's favorite second son. There, there it is. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so my favorite creation by me um, was, of course, assisted by these three others on screen with me. I, everyone and their brother podcast, it's no exaggeration to say that most of what I do and most of what I want to do came from William saying, hey, do you want to make a podcast with me? And me going, eh, I don't know, <laughs> but then ultimately doing it. And it's, now look at you. You're on the number one podcast in Costa Rica. We are number one hundred thirty-five. It's mm -hmm. <laughs> this. This show has been so special to me because it has allowed me to pursue parts of my creative process I didn't know existed. Without everyone and their brother, there is no For the Love of Story podcast. Therefore, there is no book called Leapers that I'm working to finish to publish. There is, if there's no everyone and their brother podcast, there's no designer and the writer section of Creative Bobby's YouTube channel where I worked with Creative Bobby himself to rebrand the Hogwarts houses or all the other fiction city things that we've done, which I love. But I really genuinely, if it wasn't for William and Sam deciding that nobody asked us should be perhaps something else and then invited you know, Robert and myself into this show that we have together, I don't know that my goals and passions of being an author would actually be what they are. And that's to the core. And that for, for I mean, I the way that we get to change up what we do for our episodes, the way that I've got to pitch different episode types, the way that y'all are always so willing to just try new stuff. Um, and it always turns out great. Uh, it's it's one of the most creative things I've ever done, and it's something that I love doing, and I'm so excited for season three. <laughs> um, but it's so, baby season three. Um, but yeah, so that's for sure for real easy easy talk. Favorite thing I've ever done um, creatively is everyone and their brother podcast, and always will be. Um, favorite creation by someone else. I think this might have been what I said for the last. Uh, you know, last episode I was on, but I'm going to stand by it. Um, comic books, full stop. Talk about comic strips. You can go back to Action Comics number one when Superman was created. If these characters and those simple stories, that just they were just little action strips of just something cool. It, it was different. It was creative. It's something that hadn't really been done. And people like Stan Lee and Dicko, Dicko would not have created some of the other characters that have come to define me and allowed me to kind of, you know, become the person I am interested in writing, interested in drawing, interested in sketches, and also seeing the movies that are just dominating social, you know, pop culture right now. Like, I I just got done watching back-to-back <laughs> uh, -back episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Ms. Marvel. Drastically different things, both on a streaming service that a lot of a lot of the people involved in writing the characters to begin with and the show now were inspired by comic books and by these characters, uh, whether they're currently working for the same company or not. 
Um, I there's so many things that can be tied back to a love of comic books and comic book characters, or at a minimum, inspiration from the movies that were spawned from it, um, or the cartoons, you know, growing up that I, it can't be ignored. And for me, my desire to write stuff in a interconnected way and tell cool stories that are very visual and pleasing all comes back to those comic book characters. And I still read comics today. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, everyone, I didn't, like, the way you put it together where it's like, if EATV doesn't happen, then Fair Love Story doesn't happen, which means Leapers doesn't happen. And Leapers is is a book. This guy's an author out here. Thank you. It's crazy how, like, just taking the leap on one thing leads to other things. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. It's very interesting. And, yeah, I, I was definitely with you, like, doing a podcast, mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? I don't like to talk to people in real life. You want me to talk to people on the mic? Much easier. And it's a much easier thing. And it's really cool. And I'm hosting my own podcast, which is still nuts to me, even though it's like season four of it. But I don't want to I don't want to let you dope. give me too much credit for this. Uh I mean I mean that that opportunity, sure you could you could butterfly affect this all you want, but I think I think the two of you are are brilliant creative minds that that would have found a way uh, found your regardless. Path regardless. Oh, shucks. Thank you. Thank you. But we didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, that's... and for that, you're welcome. <laughs> so that was, that was a you're welcome to the listeners, too. They wouldn't be hearing this if not for me. That is. <laughs> <laughs> so run me my royalties. <laughs> your check's in the mail. Your check's in the mail. I don't know if they'll have any numbers on it, but your check's in the mail. So the final two <laughs> questions I have are what have you always wanted to create but haven't yet and what's stopping you from doing it uh so sam sam mentioned earlier uh that i like uh writing recording parody songs like this uh i have had an idea for an episode of everyone and their brother for years now that i have wanted to get around to do um and we we can't quit the podcast until we do this episode. We have to do this episode at some <laughs> point. Um, but I have always wanted to take a deep dive into the world of kids bop and all of the weird <laughs> like lyrics that they change to make them kid friendly. Um, and as part of that, I want to take like some of some of the the uh, most not safe for radio songs and edit what the kids bop version of those songs would be like uh what is what is the, what is the kids bop version of my neck my back the world needs to know um <laughs> i i have been they need uh, to know. i've been stewing on this idea for years uh and and, and un- unfortunately the answer to question six is the fcc <laughs> that's what's stopping him <laughs> uh no you we're you know uh grad school is a little busy uh, so I, it's, it's getting in the way a little bit of, of, uh, some of the, uh, things I would like to have time for creatively. Uh, we will get there eventually, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I just, it's, it's one of those things. Part of it is, uh, I haven't got around to it yet. Part of it is, I think my, my songwriting process for these kinds of things is I really don't like to 
record something unless I'm at least like 90% satisfied that I think this is funny. Um, so uh, I, I think part of it is, is just a, a little bit of a block where I haven't perfectly nailed down yet what songs I want to do, what lyric changes. Like I've, I've got like several nebulous ideas of things that I think would be funny, but just haven't, haven't nailed down exactly what the lineup is yet. What the, what the lyrics are yet. Um, once, once all of those things align and maybe once I have time to sit down and make those things align, then, then, uh, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I, I got a couple things. Um, I, I want to make things. I like just building things, you know, woodworking, 3d printing. Um, and the thing that's stopping me on that front is one money. Cause that shit's mm -hmm. expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, two time and ambition really. I mean, I, I want to do it, but you know, Sometimes capitalism's just beating my ass, and <laughs> when you get home at six o'clock and you left at eight o'clock or earlier, it's like I do a good job. I stay upright with capitalism. We're going round and round, but sometimes it's 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 knocking me down. So I like don't want to spend all that time. I got a lot of other hobbies. I like hanging out with my with my wife, and so we try to find things to do together. Um, and yeah, like I said, I like to consume a lot of TV, a lot of content. I like to stay fit and that takes up time. There's a lot of things that take up time. Um, so I've slowly started to dabble into that. I made some little craft boxes, uh, for all my groomsmen for our wedding and did all the cricketing for the decals myself. And I, uh, uh, put some, the, the box. Yeah. I, I created that oh. fine box that William three. So the, all the woodworking and stuff. Yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't do it from scratch. You know, bought the box from Michael's just a plain box, but stained it myself, uh, cut out, you know, designed the cricket design, uh, cut it out, ironed it on, finished the box. Um, and then I also painted on it, but, um, what else did I do for that? Yeah, that, that was kind of just a, a little dabble into a little craft that I've wanted to do. Oh, I put a little piece of felt, um, affix that on the inside so you can put a watch or some some jewelry in there, not get it scratched up. So I kind of, you know, dabbling into it a little bit. But time is, is a factor in anything serious. is going to be a serious time commitment. Uh, the other thing I think I'd like to do is like stand-up comedy. Like I think I'd like to go to an open mic night or something. And the thing beat me down on that is just a little bit of self-confidence. Um, mm -hmm. Like William said, I, anytime, like, I don't, I don't even tweet that many jokes. Cause I think, Oh, is, is a bunch of, are a bunch of people going to find this funny? I don't have that many followers, so I'm not going to get that much affirmation for it. Um, and then I try <laughs> and fight like, you know, my, my uh, reasoning behind making jokes. Am I doing this? Cause I think it's funny or am I doing this? Cause I want people to think it's funny and I just overthink things too much, um, have a lot of the, the self-confidence issues. But I think I'd, I'd like to, to dabble in that someday. Only the tightest of fives will do. <laughs> Only the tightest of fives, a sweet 459. So, number one, I heard uh, Sam's making real-life Ampy Awards. That's what I heard. <laughs> yes. And second, uh, Sam is going to be a comedic rock star. That's that's, that's what I took from what he said. There you go. I'll do my best. I'm here for it. I'm here for the special. <laughs>
So, um, the easy or more soon to be achieved one that I always wanted to do creatively, and I'm just going to say it again so that I can hold myself accountable when I watch this episode. I want to be able to walk into a bookstore and pick up my book on the shelf. That's something that I just, yeah. I want to be able to do. And I that will happen. I am going to publish this damn book mm -hmm. and it's going to happen. Um, but beyond that, I I think for most of my life, probably since I started watching movies that were not like The Lion King on repeat, um, but movies that had people in them and I realized what that was or, you know, kind of TV shows that are scripted. I think I've always wanted to be involved with a, a filmed production. Oh. I don't know, it, being on camera, eh. Like I've never been like, I wanna be that movie star out there on the red carpet that everyone knows. I, I don't necessarily need that. But like the idea of being on a set, doing something, uh, being involved in that process somewhere is something that I've always kind of wanted. Uh, whether that's being in a writing room or, you know, being a producer or something, but just to be on a set, getting to work with other creatives to make something that people are going to see visually, I think that'd be really dang cool. Um, what's preventing me from doing so? Uh, I've got to figure out what the hell that means. Mm -hmm. uh, and then um, there is a certain level of foot in the door, like who you know kind of stuff that would go with that, uh, as well as like geographical things like, I'm, you know, yeah, I could maybe be an extra in a movie that's filming in Oklahoma, but that's if I want to be an extra in a movie that's filming in Oklahoma. Um, but I, I also want to, you know, a good way to get some writing credits is to write and try and get some jobs that might be in that field. Um, so that those those are kind of uh, steps. If I want to achieve that sometime ever, then I need to take steps in that direction. And I. I think it'd be really cool. I don't need, like, if I'm just one of those tiny little names in a chunk block of names in the credits mm -hmm. of some random episode of uh, freaking, you know, Joe's show on Roku channel, like, I'll be okay with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> not say anything bad about Roku channel, but. <laughs> Joe's show. As long as it's not Quibi, you're good, man. <laughs> uh, right, Quibi. This episode's already too long for Quibi. <laughs> <laughs> like tj you're already in like the the hollywood of the southwest oklahoma so i don't understand hollywood of the that is southwest. what they call it i'll take it <clears throat> so i really appreciate y'all coming out on this pod and i want to let the people know if you're not subscribed to everyone and their brother podcast i mean what are you doing? I, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, you have classics like Starch Madness. The thing that's in my head that will never leave is when William, you, and Sam were arguing over if Clifford the Big Red Dog could really play basketball. And uh, <laughs> his, his, his. And my opinions are unwavering. I stand on that by front. it. I stand by it. It's <laughs> canon. He probably did it in the movie. Stephen A and Skip Bayless levels. <laughs> it's true. that episode a Stephen A and JJ Reddick levels there you go <laughs> so outside of everyone in the brother podcast eatbpodcast.com facebook.com slash eatbpodcast like where can the people find y'all on the interwebs 
Uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere uh, at Davis comma Will on on most social media. Uh, I tweet some things every now and then. Uh, just yesterday, I tweeted about how Duolingo is definitely a fan of Borat because some of the first words they taught me were very nice and my wife. Um, <laughs> and also, you can uh, I, I'm doing a, a Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast with my friends Felipe and Navi called What You Doing? Uh, we're somewhere in the midst of season two. Uh, one episode at a time, recapping episodes of Phineas and Ferb and, and uh, talking about various shenanigans there. So go go follow that at what you do in pod. Uh, yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm doing. Nice. I am at not that Sam Davis on Twitter, and I've also started making TikToks under that handle. I never um, wanted to be a TikToker, but I do like making trying to to branch out and not be so concerned with you know the affirmation I get for things that I think are funny and just do them. So I started making some TikToks. I think they're funny. Um, and then on Instagram, if you care about that, I'm Samuel Wyatt Davis on that. Only the best Diet Coke-based humor on <laughs> Sam's TikTok. <laughs> it's true. That's fair. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TJ Tooley. I'm on Instagram, Tooley TJ. Uh, you could also follow... My podcast, I don't put out as much stuff mm -hmm. on as I'm focusing on my book, but it's uh, For the Love of Stories. So it's at For the Love of Story with the number four. The last episode that I did was actually I wrote an episode of The Office, which I thought turned out pretty good. Um, so you do that. Or you can watch me on The Designer and the Writer, which is on Robert's YouTube channel, or we have our own Facebook uh, channel, which is pretty pretty rad. So you should go watch those things. It's pretty cool. They're pretty dope. They're pretty dope, if I do say so myself, you know I say I so myself. I am biased. I, I am half. I am the designer and the designer. Right. Thank you so much for having us. I was. I was yeah. Thank to be you. Here. Yeah. Had to. Had to. Creative minds joining my creative mind and talking about creativity. Uh. Yeah. So listeners, make sure that you like, share, subscribe. Make sure you share with people. Five star reviews only. And remember, as you go along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all next time.